Hello everybody, it's Jeremy, Rob, and we have Graham with us this afternoon, which is a, a thrill. We're hoping that Bill's going to be joining us shortly. We're in the Flying Aubergine Cafe, that famous cafe in the centre of Southampton, in the parks. Actually, it's a wonderful place, we love it. And the manager, Samir, is um, a great guy, and he's, he's, he's given us so much favour... Um, it's amazing what he's allowed us to do and um, he's also listened to us share the good news of Jesus Christ with him he's a Muslim but uh, he's, he's God's doing something in his life without any shadow of doubt anyway we're here with a new podcast and uh, we're just talking and, and you're listening you're, you're in on the conversation we're talking about God and his goodness towards us and testifying to that goodness. So over to everybody now. Well, should we pick up where we left off? Yeah, go for it, Rob. Wouldn't that be sensible? Yeah. So we were well, effectively we were talking about discipleship, weren't we? Yeah. And the fun and games that have ensued over the years. <laughs> And it hasn't been straightforward, has it? No. And I don't know whether we should be... Well, we shouldn't be expecting straightforward, necessarily. And then we were saying, weren't we, how Jesus did it 24-7 for three years. I mean, that in itself is just... That's an amazing feat in in itself. And he's our role model in that. And so we model... We base what we do on him as best as we can. But I remember something a guy said a while back, and he said, I think you've got thoughts on this, but because I mentioned it before, but he said this whole process of helping people and helping people grow, you know, discipleship, if you want to call it that, he said it's a continual process of helping them, trying to help them. They break your heart, and you go back to Jesus again, and he, help, and he helps you recover. Go back to the beginning again. You try and help them. They break your heart. <laughs> Go back to Jesus again. It's in this continual cycle. How amazing. We think it's all nice and fluffy, don't we? Yeah. It's going to be nice and fluffy. Sometimes it can be. True. We've had good, positive testimonies. We've been showing them before we started this podcast. But I, it reminded me of something. And I'm sorry, listener, because I know I bring Andrew Womack up a lot. It's because I've put myself in front of his teaching for... I don't know, eight years solid. So the good news is that some of it's rubbed off. <laughs> and mm. he says, if, if you don't come across Satan, it's because you're walking in the same direction as he's walking. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and that is true, isn't it? No, that's a really good picture. <laughs> it's a few nails on heads. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> I think it's a great description. Goes. And it's true. It is true, isn't it? So we shouldn't be surprised by what we face. True. I mean, admittedly, we haven't had the occasions that um, Paul came across. No. Or or any of the disciples. <laughs> true. Not yet, anyway. We haven't been beaten with rods. <laughs> is that what you mean? Yes. How many shipwrecks have we been through? Haven't been many shipwrecks. Through train wrecks, but yeah, and a couple of car crashes, but <laughs> yeah. not quite the same. Yes. Oh, I do. I do love this. I love this time so much. Oh, I just love it so much. 
it reminds me of Psalm 133. You know, unity. I tell you that when there is unity, there is just joy, freedom, love. Oh, I mean, Rob, uh, Graham and I were talking before we left, left home. Because for the listeners, Graham's come down from Bedford for the day, bless him, and uh, to spend, just have fellowship with us. And um, we were talking, that's what always happens to me. I, I think about what I'm going to say, then I go on to something else, and I can't come <laughs> back. <laughs> back <laughs> we're talking about fellowship, weren't we? We're talking about discipleship, first of all. Yes. You're talking about fellowship and spending time with each other. And you talk about Psalm 133, weren't you? I was. Yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. Where are you going with that? Right, so now you've got to tell us what Psalm 133 says for the uninitiated. Well, we were talking about Because I don't remember what Psalm 133 says. Me neither. Um, so you've got to tell us. I, I don't believe a word you're saying. Do you not? I don't know. It's, it's the unity. Is it? Oh, right, yeah. The, the unity, unity of... Of, of Aaron's beard. Right, okay. Yes. Aaron's, okay. Come on, read it. Yeah, yeah, no, what, what does she say about this the unity that's, that's, uh, that it's just a really good thing? A wonderful psalm. Psalm 133. And Rob's going to. The way you said that it. was a bit like. We're now going to sing King number <laughs> yes. 267 in the blue book. I'm sorry. There's a bit yeah. of religiosity still in me. Oh. So. We'll let you off. We've got to forgive you. We've got no choice. Um, <laughs> first one. Behold. How good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It's like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron running down on the collars of his robes. It's like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. That's good. Yeah, it is different, isn't it? It is a different, you know, non-Christians don't really get it, obviously. But it is different, and I think that than just hanging out of each other. Mm -hmm. I think that must be because, well, because God's there, I suppose. Yes. Uh, before you said that, I was thinking exactly the same thing. It's the where where two or more are gathered, and it's not in a religious setting. No. Good point. It's, it's wherever wherever we are, and when we meet up together, it it it, it, it is party time. In, in the Holy Spirit. So, would you say that this is church? What we're doing? Yeah. Because we, because we, we, we would. But again, that's that takes a bit of for probably the average listener. That takes a bit of mind renewal. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we've sang Psalm one three three. We're now going to sing Psalm one three three. True. When do we get to the offering? <laughs> well, no. You already have that when you fought over who was going to pay for the drinks. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Get with the program. Oh, gosh. We were, we were recalling, weren't we, at the beginning, we were recalling our, some of our stories of trying to help people. And If you don't mind me saying, Graham, you were saying about someone up your way who was... Yeah, they found out that, 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 um, that somebody that they'd helped with, with an awful lot of money over a long period of time... Um, had got a gambling addiction that they hadn't talked about, and that, um, and that 
effectively he defrauded them out of an awful lot of money right. over over a long period of time. Um, yeah. And uh, they were in sh they were in shock, and it, you know it's the kind of thing that you know we're more worried for their sake, for for um, for my friend's sake that his faith isn't, you know, that they don't get damaged. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly the, the, um, that you throw your pearls before swine and get trampled. You know, that, that if, you, if you're giving away something that's really precious to, to things that don't recognize how precious it is, and then they turn and trample on you, which is exactly what happened with you, with the guy that you were trying to help, and he ended up arguing with you when actually you, you were still looking after his stuff and everything. Yeah? It, it, it's that scripture where, where we're going out and we're trying to help people and we end up getting a lot of flack yes. and abuse. It's difficult. Um, boy, this is easy to say and, and much more involved to actually do it. But I was thinking of it earlier on before you both turned up that so much of life's problems are solved when you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when you don't care about them, you mean. That's what I'm saying. Yes. You know, I mean, I'm not, it's a very involved process. When you, you can leave a mess afterwards. Right, 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 no, no, mess. Yeah, but the way we must explain this to the listener, <laughs> yeah, if true. they don't know, is that there's a scripture where he says, count yourself dead. Yes. Yeah. That, that Paul says. You're right. Uh, and and that means... That means that um, if somebody does something bad to you, well, you're, you, you're not upset by it, you're yeah. not distressed by it. Um, but you're as a dead man. Yes. So that, that's just the explanation of what's, what's behind what, 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 what Rob just said. If it, if it kind of took you aback when... It epitomises Jesus and Christ, doesn't it? But that's how he did it. That's how... I mean, it's... Well, it wasn't... You know, if you focus just on being dead, that won't help you do what Jesus did. He he was also righteous. He was also righteous, conscious. He was he was filled with the Holy Spirit. So there are aspects, but you know that definitely would help our plight if we, and not not just with discipling people, but with everything, wouldn't it? Yes. With just your response to all circumstances, if it was well, like, well, I, I tend to think I go into situations, and I'm thinking, well, what's the worst that can happen? And, and I face up to what's the worst that, can, that I can conceive of that would happen, and then I'm not shocked if it does, right. because I've already counted the cost. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. So I'm tending to think that that's... Part of it? Part of the bracing yourself yeah. as you go into a, a, a difficult situation, you, you prepare yourself for... for what you do. Something that I, what, what might I haven't shared before. Mm -hmm. but I want to share this afternoon is Paul said that he'd learned to be at peace in all circumstances yes. whether he had a lot or a little I'm joking because we talk about this all the time and that that is what you're saying you see and when we can say that and we're confident in it then we'll know that we've matured a great deal in our relationship with God, because well, we're we, getting we are, more like that, aren't we? And, we are and, and really, like um, really, don't please, listener, don't get this the wrong way around. It's it's 
our experiences and our lives are starting to line up with the scripture more and more yeah. when they didn't used to yes. before. Good point. Right. Good point. Because we have peace. We're, we're, we're learning to be more at peace yeah. given these to. distressing things that happen and we don't expect these distressing things will stop happening we expect that we we are getting used to the ride but what Rob is saying is we have peace and we're mm. learning to use that peace it's a bit like we have faith and, yes. and we are to learn yeah. to use that faith you know the righteous are to live by faith Yes, and Jesus said, "My peace I leave with you." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and so we have got to learn to to yeah. live in His peace, regardless of what the external circumstances are shouting at us. Well, I think it's it's learning to trust God, and peace is the fruit of of trusting in God. We have peace. So it would be, so if you're trusting, and therefore peace is the fruit, when you're in that circumstance. You're not, your emotions aren't troubled, your mind isn't exactly. troubled, you're not double-minded. Exactly. That's how it should be. That's certainly how Jesus functioned and how we can function. Mm. I've got to say I'm not functioning no, no. in that. <laughs> and none of us are suggesting Well, yeah, but it just are. depends how bigger the thing is that's coming at you. And, and, and they have to be at a level about where you are or just above you. So you are yes. slightly out of your depth. Yeah, true. So you, in order that you learn to jump higher, true. so you're jumping a bigger wave each time. So it has true. to be extending your faith to grow you, just like an athlete that's preparing for a, um, a, a, a marathon or, a, or an event or something. You don't just keep running five miles. You run five miles, and then the yeah. next week you're running ten miles, and so on, Sorry. and you're building up to what you're going to need to be and God is building us up to prepare us for what we're yeah. going to need to face yeah. well we're in a marathon yeah. yes. and we are being prepared for a sprint finish and it's kind of, you, remember, you know that last 400 metres when they've done the marathon they've come into the stadium and they've got one track to go and you see this guy who's been 22 miles of blood, sweat and tears well he's got another 4 miles to go yet then <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, I've got <laughs> we are awake. Yeah. My we're awake. a bit shorter than your marathon. <laughs> well, yeah, well, whatever. What, don't ruin my story. <laughs> Come on, my home straight. Come on. He's on my home straight. And he's got this the amazing sprint. Straight. He's sprinting for four miles. Yeah. <laughs> that no, is what, no, wonder he's, no wonder he's tapered. Hello. Yeah. Uh, you've His knees have gone. You've obviously got a word of knowledge. Yes. We're going to have a, the ability to spread much further than we think. <laughs> yeah, the end is nigh. Yeah. You'd rather not grow weary, you know, walk and not fight. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You run towards what's in front of you, forgetting all that's behind you. I, I keep using yeah. throwing this. off. Uh, it must be the, the Holy Spirit keeps reminding me that. I'm sorry to keep going over old ground, but. I never cease to be amazed at David and his ability. I mean, I said it before, I'm going to say it again. Here's this young man who's a shepherd, who's poorly regarded by his family. His father 
tells him, here's some stuff, go and take them to your brothers. Mid-teens, would you say? Mid-teens? Like yeah. To go to your brothers, you're at the front, fighting the Pharisees, whoever they was they were fighting. Palestinians? Phil the Palestinians. Philistines. Philistines, Philistines. Palestines, yeah. <laughs> well, um, no. Um, and uh, it goes there. They're all cowering in the corner because this giant is um, mentally abusing them. And, and he, he just stands up against this guy when he's got the professionals. He's standing there, cowering, and he says, I'm not having any of that. That is a man who's learnt to be at peace in all circumstances. That's a man who knows yeah, his God. And his own family are turning around, putting it, trying True. to put yes. him in his good place. Point. Yes. Good point. Just ignored it, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. Powerful. Water off a duck's back. Yeah, that's amazing. There's so much in that account. There is so much. For me, what it says, when you, when you recite it, although you didn't recite it, you didn't get to, but, <laughs> but we know the story, it's how he, you know, how David, well, first of all, ignored everyone, as you say. But the, it always fascinates me how God, so God gave him Goliath, as in he knew that beforehand. Yes. And yet he still had to fight. Yes, he still had to do it. He still and, had to do and, it. And, and, but they also went through this whole business of trying to put on Saul's armour and the whole of the rest of it, didn't they? Oh, what, they offered him armour, you mean, David? Yes, and, yeah. he, and he tried to put it on and said, oh, Yeah, that's right. I can't, can't handle I can't it. Handle you know, it. This, isn't, this isn't the right answer. And, and, oh, I see. And so, I'm not comfortable. Uh, uh, really, we, we, need to, we need to just tell the listeners which bit of the Bible to go and read it in. But it's a cracking story. You'll find all the things that we've said about it are true. Um, and you'll find that the gist of what we've said you know, we're, we're, we are relating to you the real, the real account is, and, and is, is we'll, we will, we'll, yeah. we'll share the scripture in a minute but remember that David only stunned Goliath with the stones Yes, he had to take Goliath's sword and cut his head off yes People seem to think they, he killed Goliath with his stones. He didn't. He stunned Goliath so that he could then cut his head off without Goliath stopping him. And he picked up five stones from the river. Yeah. The river. What was the and Goliath has four, had four brothers. Right. That's, I was going to ask you what the relevance was. So, it's. I think the story of David and Goliath is so well known it's it's trivialised yes and there is yes, it's, 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 there are it's huge made into a sort of comic book story yes. uh, yeah. it's a huge example Absolutely. of a man who had a heart for God and I we, we touched on this before and this is why I, 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 I love one of the reasons why I love God so much is that he chose David even though he knew full well what David was going to do in the future. It didn't stop him from choosing David, because he knows the end from the beginning. He knew exactly what David was going to do, but he chose David because David had, had a heart for him. He didn't choose David because he was perfect. He chose him because he had a heart for him. That's what God is looking for. 
people that have got a heart for him, people that want to want to trust him. He doesn't expect us to immediately trust him. You yeah, know? it grows the relationship. Yeah, it's the exactly. experience by experience. Exactly. And, and it's like learning to ride a bike. Correct. And, and we are going to fall off the bike. Yep. And it's like Rob said before, it, it's the experience of you go out and you try and disciple somebody and then you come back damaged from it all. And the big question is, what are you going to do? Are you going to uh, withdraw within yourself and, uh, mm. or are you going to go back to Jesus with the problem yeah. and, and Jesus is going to help you with it and, and it's going to be a growing experience yeah. because he's going to recover you from it and set you back on your feet again. Yeah. Um, and it's like you get back on the bike and, and go again. And, and are we going to become people who, who well, we've just had enough and we're going to, yeah? But the, the same story is, is as in the Bible with, with the disciples. And if you read the end of John's Gospel, Jesus is, after Jesus has gone to the cross, he then goes out and goes and gets the disciples. And they've gone back to being fishermen That's right, again. They have. Yeah? And he basically goes through the same kind of miraculous calling them back that they had in the first place. And also putting the net down in the very place that they'd put it before. Yeah. Where they yeah. hadn't caught anything. Yes. But How he, futile their lives were without him. Yes. But he was still there doing miracles and calling them back to, you know, and telling Peter, you're going to do this for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, you'll still be doing this and you'll end up going where you don't want to go. Yeah, mind, mind, mind you, to have gone through what Peter went through and then to see his saviour again and to find his saviour loved him just as much as he had done despite before. Despite the failure. Despite the failure. Yes. It must have just filled him with so much love for Jesus. I'm going to get emotional in a minute because but all these he guys, knew he all, was the... But all these guys would have gone through. It's a bit like um, the kids today and, and getting into, um, into an academy at football or something like that and they think their whole lives and they're, they're living the dream and then they go through not being, not, uh, they go through failure at they the field, yeah. but they're not being kept on by the team and all the rest yeah. of that and they go through this whole identity crisis because the whole life yeah. is being built yeah. upon, well, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to be, yeah. I, I'm good at this, I'm better than most of the people around me in my school or in my, in, in my team or in my club or whatever, yeah. and, and so on. And, and most of these boys in, in Israel in those days, you know, you would have gone to school and been taught the Bible and, and you could memorize the verses and you could do mm. this, this and this. And everybody wanted to have or to be um, a disciple of a, of a rabbi. They did, that's right. Um, so being a disciple of a rabbi was like being a footballer with a professional club. Um, in, in those days in, in the youth academy and, and then you go through rejection well so most of these disciples will have been through that rejection process true 
from from people who and, and then and then Jesus, who is God Himself, comes and walks among them and calls them to be His Good disciples. Good point. So having been through the whole rejection business, they've suddenly hit the jackpot. True. Yeah? And then they go through a three-year training course and they're healing the sick and they're seeing Jesus raising the dead. And 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 they think this is it. Yeah? And then all of a sudden Jesus allows his the people who've been opposing him to take him and put him through torture and a, a horrific death. And they're all just completely uh, decimated by all of this. They're just no, no. But I mean, all that they hoped for, and everything that they thought that he he was gonna, the Messiah was gonna come and, and take over, Absolutely. and they were gonna become, yes. they were they were part of his inner circle, yeah. and they were gonna rule and reign with him, and he was gonna take over yes. the world at that point. Just think how they felt. We've talked, we've touched on this before. But 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 hang on, they go through all of that, yeah, and and they're absolutely massively depressed afterwards, yes, that's the and they go back to what their previous life was. They exactly. go out and they're fishing. Yeah, and it's like, look, I'm just, that just did, leave me alone. Work. I just, I, I just, I'll just go back to what I know. Yeah. And having had this three-year departure, where they, where they, they saw fantastic and amazing things, and they took part in amazing things, feeding thousands of people. Out of out of a loaf of bread and, and five loaves and two fishes and another, you know that wasn't the only time. It wasn't. Mm. And, and, and stuff. And then Jesus has to come back. Jesus comes back again and says, "Okay, now get back on your bike again and keep going." Yeah. And you, well, remember, Peter didn't recognise Jesus, did he? The, this no. guy walking on the no, floor. No, jo uh, John recognised him. John, the disciple whom Jesus okay. looked, who was probably closer to Jesus than, than the others. Yes. You, you get the feeling. So he claims. Yeah. Well, so the scriptures say. Well, yeah, but if they are the scriptures and they're. And well, the scripture work, says it, mate. The disciple that Jesus loved. Hey? The disciple that Jesus loved. Yeah. He didn't love the other disciples. Yeah, amazing, isn't it? What? What an unusual thing well, to no, say. No, 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 no. Well, no, he just described himself as that. Oh, he described himself as that. Ah, okay. Someone else excuse me to say that. But the reality, the reality is. Yeah, but yeah, but, but 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 also within this story, we're all worried about well, what happened to him and what happens to him, and we're in, we end up comparing ourselves with other scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus said, the last thing that Jesus says to Peter, after Jesus has said to Peter, you know, the most, I know you're hurt, I know you're damaged, do you love me at all? You, you know, feed, look after my people. And, and looking after, our, you know, looking after the, the going and finding the lost and helping them out of the mess that they're in is more important than ourselves and and jesus says says to him and peter says well what about other people and jesus says don't you worry about them your job is to follow me 
And that, that's our job, is to follow Jesus. Yeah, amen to that. It's true. Yeah, it's, a, it's about a person. That's it. Isn't that amazing? That's it. We're just, we're just following him. And whatever he's doing tomorrow, we need to be doing that tomorrow. And whatever he's doing today, that's what we're up for. Well, that's why he needs to live by faith, because you can't see him. Yeah. It reminds me of the story of um, Mary and Martha when mm. Jesus turned up. Yeah. And um, I get them mixed up. Was it? Mary. Ma Martha was the one doing the washing. Yeah, Martha was, was complaining because Mary was sitting on her backside listening to Jesus. Yes. And, um, well, it depends which Mary and Martha story you're, you're talking about, but they're a... Yeah, it's, because it's, they're, they're, they're it's the one where well. she's not... Yes. She's doing all the work to make sure that they all got the cup of tea and... Yeah, she, she's, she's looking after the, the hospitality. And she's complaining and Jesus said, you know, She's doing the right thing, not yes. helping you. She knows that now is the time to listen to me. Mm. And uh, there's a big lesson there, isn't there? Huge, huge lesson. I've got to say, my wife doesn't agree with that. <laughs> Don't freak that. Sorry. <laughs> Just trying to be a bit light-hearted. Uh, now you're right, Jeremy. That is what the, that is what Jesus says. Yeah. And. Um, and there are times, it's like now, it's, you know, there are, there, are, there are times to talk about stuff and there are times yeah. to go out and do stuff. And we've learned, haven't we, Bob, that to be relaxed about it all, you know, it's not a, you haven't got a, a scratching thing above your bed which says another one down and you're counting the amount of people that you brought into the kingdom of God or healed or all the rest. That's, that's hugely important, of course it is. And we need to be doing this stuff because it's only when we're doing that stuff that we're demonstrating we believe what God's word says. But that it's only part of the, the message. The, it's only a, a part of the message. The, the rest of the message is trusting God for everything in our, that's going on in our lives. Whether it be finances, our jobs, our um, relationship with our wives, our relationship with our children, our relationship with our friends, our relationship with our enemies. Everything is about trusting, learning to trust God. So we're learning to trust Him in some areas, and we're beginning to learn to trust Him in other areas. Yeah, and some areas we haven't even gone there yet. Well, I'll talk to myself. Uh, yeah, well, no. Yeah, they're like different rooms in our house. Oh, absolutely. And, we haven't, and they're, they're locked, and we don't give him the keys to them. But I think, do you know what, though, Graham? I, I, he's cool about that. I've talked to him about that before, and he's yeah. like, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be the same with... We'll get around to it another time. It'd be, it'd be the same <laughs> with... Yeah, but it'd be the same with... You know, if James doesn't want you to go in that room, you don't want to go in there. No, true. You, you want to respect his... Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. he needs yeah. wisdom. If he doesn't want us to go in that room, there's a reason why he doesn't want us <laughs> to go in that room. And, and it's, it's, it, you were talking about um, small things. We have to, to grow in being responsible for small things. Mm. And, and then we'll be able to be responsible for larger things. We'll cope with bigger ones. Yeah. yeah, and God doesn't want to overwhelm us. No. But that's interesting, though, because Curry used to say, and I tend to agree with him, 
sometimes you don't have a choice in the small things and the big things. Life just happens. So it's a nice idea, isn't it, that the wave, as you said earlier on, using that analogy, you you just gradually jump over a a foot higher every time. The reality is, sometimes there's a tsunami. Well, there is, that is true. You know, so you have to, and and you hear hear people's stories, don't you? Andrew Womack's got one, isn't he, as well, of the guy he'd never played for anyone before, I don't think, necessarily. Certainly not not when they died, but he played for them when they lived, didn't they? Do you remember the small town that he was preaching in? That's right. Uh, so you think, well, actually... But they died in the service, didn't they? Everyone yeah, died. so, you know, you can't pick and choose stuff like that. Um, well, you can't. No, no but, but, but God already knows, and he, he's, he says you won't be subjected to no. that you can deal with. And if you think True. about it, just working backwards from the answer, it would be utterly counterproductive. You wouldn't throw yourself, you wouldn't throw your daughter into into more turbulent sea so that she got killed. No. Yeah, that no, would be totally no. counterproductive. It would be utterly nonsensical. True. Although, um, although it is the enemy who does it. Well, no, but I mean... So the enemy throws us in those situations and God redeems them. Uh, that's how... So, so actually, but God is that good that he somehow allows it so that Yes, they can never over, technically can never overwhelm us. That's what you're saying, isn't it? Yeah, he has he has the final say yeah. over what happens. Now we can end up with misunderstandings about what has happened, and so we end up thinking the enemy. Uh, one of his names is the accuser of the of the brethren, and, mm. and, and basically he's in your ear, uh, you know, a lot of the time, trying to provoke you to anger towards God. Yes. And, and well, if God, God loved you, he did never let that happen to you. Or, you know, how dare they say that to you? you, you yeah. You know? Yeah. He's trying to incite you to, um, to anger with God or to, to drive yeah. a wedge between you and God or you and your wife or you and your kids. or True. Through lies. Yes. Yes. He, and basically, he's exaggerating situations. Yes, and, and trying to make something out of nothing. True. And also, if we, from my own experience, if we um, fall into that trap, yes? Of listening to Of, of, listening of to believing him. Once we start to become aligned with his thinking, then, then we start to contribute to, to it ourselves and we start to say those things. And yeah. you will respond by shying away from God yes and that's what he's aiming for yes mm. he doesn't want us to have intimacy with provocation God. yeah and if he can find a way of us receiving condemnation yes if he can find a way of getting us to believe the lie mm. yeah he's got us yes and that's why we have to be righteous conscious all the yeah. time yeah yeah. Uh, it's not it's not about us, it's about what Jesus Christ did for us. Yeah. And that that it's that righteous conscience, that breastplate of righteousness which God has given us will protect us from the enemy and it that there, there can be nothing more frustrating to the enemy than to know that this this person knows Exactly. Oh well, I'll have to find some other way of yeah, attacking him. He's not getting anywhere. He's yeah. not. He's not too good on 
females, is he? He's, he's got a bit of a, yeah. uh, we'll have a go at him in that area, or he likes his well, money. Well, it's said, but it's said that after, uh, when, when the enemy came to Jesus, and Jesus had the encounters with him in, in the wilderness, yeah, it then says that the enemy withdrew uh, to wait for a better time. Yes. Yeah? To wait for a later yes. time to Exactly. But he isn't he isn't omnipresent. No. Nothing like. And and it's I think it's always helpful to remind ourselves when talking about the enemy that he, he is created by well not the enemy was created by God, but Lucifer was created by God. So God top dog God, you know, but Lucifer was created by him. So in that sense he's equal in that in that sense. You know, he's not he's nowhere near God. <laughs> he just tried to be like him. He wanted to be him. Wanted to be him. He wanted the job. Yeah. He wanted his job. Which is interesting, isn't it? Because isn't control a big thing for humans? You know, you the whole term control freedom. Yeah. And that's what he wanted. Yeah. He wanted to be in control. Yeah. Have your influence. And yet what was Jesus like? I remember teaching it once in a sermon years and years and years ago, probably 15 years ago. And I said to people, I said, God is not a control freak. In fact, he's the opposite. He, he's, he gives it away. Total freedom. Hi. It's Bill. Hi. Bill, how are you doing? Hi. Welcome. Hi. Come and sit down. We're just about to finish, Bill. So, I'll go home. There you go. I'll go home. Hello. Lovely shit. I've been putting yeah, we are. Yeah. Thanks for disturbing our podcast. Appreciate it. You just scrape the chair a bit more. We kept, we kept it going. The sound effects are really good. <laughs> we kept it going because we're waiting for your pearls. Yeah, we're just waiting for you to come and just go. For your go. Go. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> what has God been saying to you today? Yeah, what's your like with God? We're mean, aren't we? Aren't we mean? Second to none. Leave the poor guy alone. <coughs> but what is your relationship like with God? Come on, Bill. <laughs> I remember with Bill, well, no, it wasn't the first time, the second time, because I was with him the second time. And um, Rob did his classic. Bill was understandably watching what was going on, and Rob found this opportunity to invite Bill to join in. And he said, Bill, would you like to pray for this person? Oh, I thought that was wonderful. And I think, you know, that there's no better way of learning than actually getting on the bike and trying to cycle it. If you try to study how to ride a bike beforehand, you could probably persuade yourself never to get on the bike. Oh, that's, a, that's a good point. It's a bit like that we, we yeah, saw the other day, that yeah. wheel that they were, electric wheel that they were, that guy was riding. And I thought, I don't know how that works. How can you sit on it and stay up? Oh, yeah. Do you remember it? Yeah. But he, 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 he got it working, didn't he? He didn't fall down or anything. Oh, it was electric unicycle, was it? It was electric, oh, right. yeah. Sorry, what are you going to say, Graham? I thought you were going to say something. Um, well, I think that the relationship with God is very much... Um, it's, a, it's almost like your relationship with kids. Or, you know? It's a bit like I'm interested in stuff that my kids are... You know, I, 
there's some stuff you have asked me ten years ago. What, are, are you, do you think you'd ever be interested in this? And the answer is, goodness me, no. You know, not not a chance. In and of yourself, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. But if the, if one of my kids gets into it, well then I'm interested that in is it true. because they are. Yeah. Right. In the same way, right. God and I have done football together for years. Right. About ten weeks ago. I was looking about who was going to get top four in the Premiership, yeah. and Liverpool were looking nothing like, yeah. And, and and I suspect he said to me that Liverpool were, and I think they're about to, you know. I mean, they got into the top four again this week, yeah. But it's no surprise to me. Did you say? Did you say to me a while back as well? You knew a result was going to happen. Oh so yeah, he's, he's done that with me for for, for years. I mean, you're every, quite, every, quite every, ten on. Oh, no, 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 but I could have done <laughs> yeah, with yeah. the Liverpool thing. Because yeah, he told done. me, I know that, because that, I put a spreadsheet together of all the matches, yeah, and I'm a, I follow Chelsea, yeah. Uh, um, oh dear, I'm sorry about that. Well, it's all right, it's better than Middlesbrough. Uh, you must have been disappointed there when, you know, after the final, when the whistle went. No, 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 I half half knew it was going to happen, because he cushions the blow, you know, he really does. I knew it wasn't going to happen, I knew Chelsea weren't going to win that match as well, God told me, he said, unless they're going to beat Chelsea's name, and they did, I didn't know whether it was God or not, but I was hoping that Chelsea were going to lose that day anyway, so, um, yeah, so, you saying that God said to you I, about ten? I, I, I can remember the spreadsheet had about ten lines in it of, of matches. Now some of them were midweek matches, Champions League, and all the rest of it. But I'm, I'm talking a serious number of weeks ago, right? When Liverpool were, were pretty much out of the picture and, and dropping like a, you know, I mean, I think they was it something like they lost eight eight. They were about 11th in the league, weren't they? Yeah, but there was a point where they'd lost. I mean, they got beat by Chelsea at Liverpool, and it was the first time it had happened in a while. And then it, the same later yeah, on in the same the week, they got beat by somebody else that was, you know, really low down. In, you know, a real... What, Southampton? Yeah, yeah, they were yeah. just getting beat 1-0 by everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and yet, he said, I was a bit. I can remember a particular time, the, the year Wigan won the cup, right? I can remember um, Manchester United were, drew with Reading and had to, a replay to face, and they'd already drawn the, who they would play who the next round, and it was it was. Uh, Man United or Reading would play Chelsea in the next round and I thought I don't think we stand much chance of beating Man United so I'm going to hope that Reading are, are you know beat, beat Man United and I, and I, and I said to God will, it, will they look? he said he said Wigan will beat Everton now at that time Everton were right up near the on the on the you know, he tells you that right near the, it, he told me that, and I forgot about it. And and then it was it was a second Saturday of the month because we were going to Dunstable, 
uh, for outreach and I turned on the telly while I was tying my shoes and, and whatever, getting ready and packing the, the kit ready to go uh, at like 12 o'clock, right? And, um, and the match was on the telly. And, and I was watching this match and it was 3-0 to Wigan by half time. And I arrived in Dunstable and I can remember talking to some people there and telling them, and the match was still playing, you know, that, that Wigan was, was beating Everton. And, it, you know? Right. Um, they, get, they got relegated then. They well, did, they? they did. But I later on discovered that, that um, the, the Wigan owner had, had had a broken leg in the cup final when he was a player back years before. Oh, right. And, and I don't know, I don't know the guy's background at all, but I, he sounded like a good bloke to me, and like somebody who'd done a lot for the community and all that kind of thing. And I suspect that God just wanted to give him a, a blessing. Yes. And I suspect, with the Leicester thing, I, I, I could believe that after all the good that, that the Leicester owners have done, Within the community, this you know, but both before and after what's happened with the helicopter thing, yeah, but 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 God has blessed them with it, and I don't have any, you know. I think it would be difficult for the listener, yes, perhaps to process all of that, to believe that God would be interested in something as insignificant, and I, I yes, don't, I don't mean to belittle. All you football fans, I'm one of them as well. Yes. Um, you've got to be, if you're a Middlesbrough supporter, you've got to be a fan, haven't you? Because um, he's interested he in everything about he's, our lives. He's into oh, yeah, what yeah. we're interested he, he, sure. He's into what we're yeah. interested Which in. is what this is all about. He's, he's sharing saying. our lives. And it, no, sorry, Robert. No, well, that's what you started saying, wasn't it? That's the start it. of that conversation. It's in it? that, that, is the, that is in the context of the whole thing. Yeah. And that's what surprised. I found it surprising. Yeah. He's done stuff. He's done stuff with a, with me on a personal level, with my own kids in, in in stuff like that. God has shown Himself to be interested in 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 what is happening Absolutely. in our lives personally. Yeah. Let, let me tell you a story. I don't know yeah. whether I've told you this, Grant, but and I yeah. this this confirms what you're saying. As a Middlesbrough fan. Going back to sort of 2007, 2008, I used to write the odd letter on the Middlesbrough um, website. Yeah. And I got to know the guy that ran the website. Oh, right. And he quite liked my letters. So we had a bit of a rapport going. That's good. And um, I'd go up, because you know, we were talking about this earlier, I would drive up to Middlesbrough. Mm and watch a game of football, and then drive back again, yes. all in the same day. So going up to see Simon is no big deal. Um, and um, we got through to the final of the League Cup yes. against Bolton Wanderers. And it was being played at Cardiff Millennium Stadium. Right. That's when we was being was redone. Yeah. And um, I, I didn't have a season ticket. So I, there was no way I was going to the, wow. to the FA Cup final, the uh, League Cup final. And um, 
So I just I wrote on Saturday morning on the website, wish everybody well. Borough for the cup, you know? Yeah. And I got a phone call from the guy who runs the website to say someone's backed out, I've got a spare ticket. Do you wanna come? On the day of it. On the day of it. Oh. On the very day of it. And I, I said, Are you kidding? No, he says, Right, I'm I'm on my way. And I actually watched the game yeah. with the Middlesbrough management team. Brilliant, yes. Brilliant. And we won the cup, of course. And, I, and at the end, it was Janino's last football match for the club. Right, okay. And, and we were just all... And I was part of it. it was, and I remember driving back thinking, did that really happen? But, I mean, we've never even had a sniff of any cup ever since. Yeah, but, but, but God does And I, I, I think you're right. I think yeah. but the, the, thing is, the thing is that, that with, with the thing with me, this is something that God started with me. I didn't start it with him. Right? I, um, I mean, I, I've, I've been through divorce. My, my ex-wife had told me that God didn't like football. And, and I believed her. You know? So probably, you know, God was just stepping in and, and, and showing that actually he, he isn't cordial. Yeah. You know, yeah. but, but literally he, he told me about, or, or there, was a, there, was a, there was a game in like 97 or 98, some, somewhere around there. Um, and, um, and, I, uh, and Chelsea were playing Liverpool and it was on the telly. And in those days, nothing was on the telly. It was a live game on the BBC on a Sunday afternoon, I think. And, um, and I said to God, will they win? And he said, I'll play well in the second half. Right? And, and it got to half-time and it was 2-0 to Liverpool. And it was like... And, and, and then they... They, 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 they brought on Mark Hughes and and I think Zola or somebody at the, the half-time turned it round and beat Liverpool 4-2. Um, uh, and, and so on. But, if you like, that was something that um, God had... It was something in the relationship where, where um, I didn't understand that God could talk to you. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I had no understanding of, of, of how to hear it. And, and somebody who'd been a missionary friend out in Africa brought me back a book from the guy who used to run Waiwan. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the book, it described how, how um, they would, do, they would uh, have prayer uh, guidance about what direction they should take the whole ministry about buying ships and, and all of that stuff. Right. Yeah. And how you could have um, a dozen people sat in a room, right? And they would ask a simple question and each of the dozen people would write down the answer that they'd received from God. And afterwards, they opened up the piece of paper and every single piece of paper said exactly the same thing to each of the questions. Wow. Yeah? And it's like, and you think, well, that's pretty radical. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
and, and then he describes the technique and this is of, what, of what you have to do to hear God's voice, right? And he'd written it down in the appendix of the book, and I think the book's called "Is That Really You, Lord?" Right. Okay. Right. Um, and literally, having read that, I, I, I sat down that night and I stayed up late and I sat up and listened to God's voice. I did what it said and listened to His voice. You know, and the first things he said to me were, were, were big things in my life, personally, that, that, he, that, that he told me that completely helped me and changed the direction of my life. How uh, did you hear it? How did you hear his voice? You got me in the book. <laughs> Well, it would be difficult to describe to you such that you might hear it the wrong way. Um, um, you, could, you, you could end up misunderstanding it. I can remember hearing, have you, have you heard of John Wimber? Have you heard of the Vineyard, vineyard group of churches? John Wimber sounds familiar, I don't know. Right, okay. Well, he describes his, his walking, talking relationship with God. And one of the things he said is, you could hear it in the timber of his voice. So in other words, it wasn't so much the words that he used, but the tone of his voice as he said it. Because sometimes, I assume what he means by that is, obviously God talks to us through our thoughts sometimes. Yes. So... How would you discern the difference between one thought and another? Well, the obvious question would be, would you know God's character and nature? So it wouldn't be a thought that no, would be mastered. No, the most tricky thing is to distinguish what's a thought that you've had, what's a fear that you've had, what's a, how do you distinguish his voice from all the rest? I mean, one day, we, we do music, right? One day, I'm in the bathroom and he says, don't go minister. Right? Now, the word minister would not have been a word I would have used. So it's not a thought of mine. Because he used that strange um, that language, that, that strange phrasing, it made me think, well, that wasn't me that thought that. Now, I forgot all about it, and the next day, just before it was time to go to church, right? He said the same thing again. And I wasn't thinking about it. Right? So I said to my wife, Do you mind taking the kids to church today? I'm gonna to stay back. Right? And then I stayed back and I didn't know what to do. Because he didn't tell me what to do, he just told me what not to do. You know, don't go to church, yeah? And I pick up a guitar and I'm leaning against the, the wall in the utility room. And the day before, I, I, I just strummed a few chords and, a, and sung a verse. And I sang it to him. Because that's all I could think of to do. Right? There's nothing amazing about it, right? And he answered that. And I, uh, the, the question in the song was, well, why, oh Lord, did you make it? For what purpose was I for? When you saw me in my mother's room, what, oh Lord, did you see? Right? 
and the answer and, and what it showed me and I've never had a picture like it before or since was like Niagara Falls kind of thing and in the spray over the top of the, of the Niagara Falls it was uh, uh, and, and what he said was that you would see my love towering over you huh? and so the, the rest of the song de developed out of that I unpacked what he said but what he said was that I would know his Amen. love that's one thing. And you think about it when with your kids and they go, my dad's bigger than your dad. Yeah, oh, yeah. my dad can do this and all that, you know. And, and that was a thought. Sorry? Would you describe that as a thought? No, that was like the still small, oh, still small voice of calm. You know okay. the song? Oh, still small. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a hymn on it. Oh, Lord, I'm wrong, man, can't forgive our foolish ways. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right, I remember that. I mean, I, I, I don't, I, you know, I wasn't, I mean, we just sang hymns. Uh, they used to sing a hymn in assembly at, at school, you, you know? So you got to know some of these. Those were the days, weren't they? Yeah. Um, but I was still small boys with that, which was Elijah. Uh, oh, well, when Elijah was fleeing from uh, fear of Jezebel after the Jews who right. he was going to serve. And he, he wasn't in the earthquake, and he wasn't in the storm. And he said, you don't hear God in the, in the, in the, you know, the noise. Mm. What did he say? Mm. You hear him in the still small voice. Yeah. And, and you recognise the voice because it's a voice of encouragement. It's a voice of love. Yeah. A voice of good. Um, I, I was going through a car crash at 65 miles an hour and he cracked a joke at me and I was so taken aback I didn't have time to be scared by the time by the time I realised what he'd said I was thinking about it the crash had already happened <laughs> I, I had a car crash in, you know, in the world. I had nightmares about it for years I went through this one you know, car went out of control and everything. Never had, a, never had any any fallout from it at all. And I know what you mean about the tone. Sorry, Jeremy. You, you are not about the tone. Yeah. So that's a, that's a, that's a strange. He was, he was just. He was there's just something dead in the tone of the. It's the it tone of his voice. Sorry. It was just in the tone of his voice. I mean, yeah. in the car crash, he said, "You can use the brooch, you know, like dead full of sarcasm." Right. Yeah, but it was kind of like superimposed over what everything else was happening. Someone was telling a story I read a couple of weeks ago where they were driving a car and they believed that God said to them, stop round the, um, the next bend on the opposite side of the road. And he, he said he did it. And as he stopped on the other side of the road, a lorry was coming round the bend and it had jackknifed and it swept everything along the road, including on the side of the road where he would have been. He would have been. Wow. That's fascinating you say that. That yeah. reminded me of a story my pastor told where he was coming up to traffic lights and they were green. And he heard in here, is I guess how he would describe it, at the top of his voice, but inside, yes. stop. But it was green. 